What's up, guys? Right now, I'm officially recording this with a microphone and a pop filter and all, but now you can hear the sound of the rain outside. This is my first time using this microphone, and I'm very excited to see how this turns out. Next week, we're having a speech competition in school. My speech is about the Colosseum in Rome, but to be honest, I practically practically just copied and pasted about two-thirds of the whole speech. Anyway, I didn't really spend a lot of time memorizing it, at least not compared to my classmates. They seem to have a lot of trouble doing so, and I don't really get their concern. Perhaps it's because I do a lot of practice in everyday life. A lot of my friends and classmates ask me why my English is so good, and honestly, sometimes I cannot answer them. I don't even know why. I've gotten used to everything that I've done to improve my English skills. Now it seems so normal that I feel like it's what everyone does. But now I realize most people in my class don't watch American television without Chinese titles. And they don't set the language of their phones in English. And they definitely do not write English stories in their free time just for fun. But for me, I feel like writing stories gives me joy. Knowing exactly what's about to happen as the stories come into shape, making the characters come to life, knowing that I am the only person that decides the character's destiny is just so satisfying that it makes me feel powerful. Now, I'm kind of known for English my English skills in my class. While everyone's struggling to compose simple sentences, I'm already done minding my own business, and I still get better scores than everyone else. I guess what I'm trying to say is a thank you, is thank all those who helped me on my path to success. My parents, my sister, my teachers, and my friends. Until now, I didn't realize how important you really are, but now that I do, I want to let you know how much I appreciate it, and I owe you guys a big thank you. Transparent 2 by Ginger Juan Chapter 8 Mean Winter not far away in the ghost's area, Gabriel and his sister were still stuck in the little storage room in Summer's house. Gabriel could feel his whole body tightening. He didn't know how to explain it. What are we going to do, and what is Winter doing? Riley asked meekly. She scooted over to the wall and leaned on it. Gabriel crouched down and looked through the crack under the door. He watched as gray smoke flew around in the air outside. She's casting a spell, I think, Gabriel answered. He banged his fist against the door, but the ladies outside didn't seem to hear him. Please, can we just talk? We can explain. Riley shook her head. They can't hear us, Gabe, no matter how hard you try. Gabriel sighed heavily and slid his back down the wall in sadness and despair. He could feel the pulsing again, the steady rhythm he had felt before when he was somehow controlled by the pink ball. Soon, the pulsing started speeding up, and Gabriel was huffing and puffing. He couldn't control his own breathing. He saw Riley in the corner of the storage room, still also panting. 
She pounded her chest, trying to make the pulsing stop, but it didn't stop. Winter, please do stop. They're just children, and they're clueless about what we are doing, said Summer. Gabriel tried to ignore the strong pulsing and focus on the conversation outside. The girl knows about Oswald, and she might know more, said Winter, her voice cold. You said it yourself. She is clever. She could have easily figured out what we are doing here. The banishment is what we face. I do not allow it. She told us how she knew about Oswald, said Autumn. The girl is good at words. It's a good reason. Gabriel pressed his palm against his chest. His heart seemed to be beating 150 times a minute. His breathing was steady, but way too fast. Reasonable it is, but how do we know she's not lying? How about you just cast a spell to read her mind? Let's not show violence or witchcraft to our little guests, alright? Winter groaned, and Gabriel saw that the gray smoke flying around outside turned colorful. It danced in the air briskly with joy. He felt the pulsing getting weaker and weaker, and soon he could not feel it anymore. He could control his breathing again. His heartbeat slowed down and beat in its own rhythm. He exhaled, but then his hand jerked as he pulled on his own leg and tripped and fell to the ground. His head hit something on the floor, but he couldn't move. He was being mind-controlled by winter. Gabriel lay helplessly on the floor. Riley, on the other hand, didn't trip on her own hand. Her head jerked and her face twitched. Her hand shook from side to side stiffly. Riley, Gabriel cried. He realized his face parts were the only parts of him that he could control now. Riley, can you hear me? His sister didn't answer, but Gabriel knew that he had to try to speak to her. Winter is mind controlling us. She's reading your mind, so use your brain to communicate with her. Convince them that she won't. we won't harm them. Gabriel couldn't tell if she heard him or not, but she had that expression on. The expression she always had when she was thinking hard. Thinking hard. That meant she was communicating with the witch with her thoughts. Her expression changed. First to the look when she got something she wanted. Then the disappointed look. Then the scared look. Gabriel tried hard to read her feelings and connect with it with the conversation between Winter and his sister. But just when he seemed to deduce a reasonable conclusion, Riley suddenly opened her eyes wide and she gasped. Gabriel could feel his hands and feet again. He floated into the air and to Riley. Just then, there was a knock on the front door. Gabriel heard the ladies open the door. Summer, are you expecting anybody? asked Otto. There is a little boy at the door. Gabriel crouched down again and peeked through the gap. He could only see some shoes, and at the door were a pair of white sneakers, old and filthy. He saw something drop to the floor. Soon he realized there were chips. It was Gabriel Clegg at the door. He followed the twins to this kingdom. Excuse me, what are you doing here, little boy? asked Summer. Gabriel Clegg floated into the house, chips still falling out from its package. I'm looking for two ghosts. Gabriel and his sister Riley. 
Is that so? Summer said. My friends, I think we have company. Gabriel saw Winter's black pointy boots walk toward Gabriel Click. She grabbed his arm and opened the door to the storage room where the, which the twins were in, and she threw that him inside. Gabriel Clegg grunted as he hit the ground, but when he sat up and saw the twins, a, the goofy grin on his face reappeared. Winter swung the door shut. Hi, Gabriel, the boy greeted delightfully. So, what's going on here? Riley floated toward Gabriel Clegg and slapped in him on the hand, making him drop his bag of chips. They were just about to release us, then you go and ruin everything. Do you have any idea how much pain I'd been through before you messed it all up? Gabriel Clegg picked up his chips from the floor and started munching on them again. Sorry, I just wanted to see what you guys are up to, he said casually like it was no big deal. Just to clarify things, why are we locked up in a weird storage room? Is there any food here? Gabriel almost passed out. He couldn't forgive Gabriel Clegg, his idiotic friend that he didn't even like, for tearing apart everything they'd accomplished. Spring suddenly opened the door, poking her head inside. That little boy, stay. You two, come out for a minute, please. In a second, Riley rushed out of the storage room, holding Gabriel by the arm. Gabriel knew that Otto was about to talk to them about something, but before he knew it, he and his sister were already wishing out of the house. Riley couldn't resist a chance to escape. They stopped approximately a few miles away from the summer's home. Gabriel gaped at his sister. What are you doing? Us escaping could lead us to more trouble. Riley shook her head. No, I won't just sit around and wait for Winter to torture us until she finally realizes that we really do mean no harm. Then what are we going to do now? I don't know. Gabriel looked around. They were out of the ghost's area, somewhere in the area for people bursting into fire. Right next to them was the witch's area. Gabriel tapped Riley and pointed at a telephone pole in the witch's area. On the pole was a wanted sign, and on the sign was Winter's picture. Riley floated over to the pole to take a closer look. Winter had a cold and menacing look in her eyes, her black hair highlighted with navy blue and purple streaks. Her skin was so pale as though she had never been out in the sun, but not as pale as Gabriel's or Riley's. Gabriel read the poster carefully. It said, Wanted for the crime of trespassing. Area 12, winter, dead or alive, cash reward $100,000. Report to the castle of Oswald. Approach with caution. Riley shook her head frantically. No, Gabe, we are not going to put ourselves in danger just for money. Besides, who knows what kind of money they use here. Certainly not the kind we use back at home. But we know exactly where winter is. It would be easy as pie, Gabriel pleaded. Let's not think of this as a winning cash. It, let's think of this as helping Oswald. She's clearly a criminal. Please, Gabe, I don't want to get into any more trouble. Gabriel gave the poster one last glance, knowing that he couldn't convince his sister. 
Now all that was important was to find a way back home. They continued wandering around. Gabriel was final, completely clueless of what or where they were going for. Riley didn't seem to be sure either. Then they came across the fairies area. The very same poster glued to another telephone pole. Only on this one there was a picture of spring. Her picture looked much sweeter than winter's, with her red lipsticks and long, with her red lips and long eyelashes. With a closed look at the picture, Gabriel could see that Spring spent a lot of time dressing herself up in order to look pretty. Spring's poster didn't say to approach with caution. Gabriel turned to his sister, pleading, "Gabe, Spring is so Riley." Gabe, Spring is so nice to us. I don't want to turn her in. It doesn't feel right, Riley said. Then let's just turn Winter in, Gabriel suggested. Riley, I'm begging you, Riley scowled deep in thought. She knew how much Gabriel wanted to get back at Winter for locking them up and casting spells on them. Then she groaned and took Gabriel's hand. Come on, let's get this over with quickly, she finally said unpleasantly. Under one condition, you figure out how to report Winter to Oswald's castle without getting us into more trouble. I have no idea who and where this Oswald is, so you'd better start working. Gabriel pumped his fists in the air, jumping up and down. He excitedly gave Riley a playful punch on the shoulder on the arm and wished back to the ghost area, and he started searching for Summer's house. Soon, he spotted the familiar ha- little house of Summer's, and he hid behind the same bush he did with Riley earlier. That was when he realized Riley didn't come with him. She was nowhere to be seen. Gabriel was on his own. He looked into the windows of the house and saw the two white figures of Summer and Autumn, the fairy spring and the trespasser he was looking for. Meanest witch in the world, thought Gabriel, gritting his teeth. He was still furious at winter. I will get back at you if it's the last thing I do. The four ladies were fighting. They were punching each other in the stomach and grabbing at each other's arms and legs. Gabriel was confused. Just a few minutes ago, they were all fine, and now they were wrestling each other like children. He floated out from behind the bush into the window, just like he did earlier, and watched as the four ladies fought. It was then that he realized there were, they were not fighting. Summer, spring, and autumn were pulling winter away from the storage room, the storage room that held Gable Clegg. He was still in there and was under the wrath of Winter the Witch. Stop it, Winter! He is just an innocent, idiotic boy! Spring shouted, her voice muffled by Autumn's arm in her face. She pulled free and joined the wrestle again. Gabriel couldn't agree with Spring more. I'm protecting us, Winter shouted back, her face in a grimace as she concentrated on casting the spell on poor Gabriel Clegg. It was surely impressive how she could still concentrate while two ghosts and a fairy were jumping all over her. Summer successfully pulled Winter away of away from the storage room and the two other the other two opened the door to let Gabriel Clegg out. Sorry about winter, Spring said, the same thing she had said to Gabriel before. Sometimes we just can't control her. You know how witches are. Gabriel's expression was blank. He stood still and stared ahead. His lips quivered but no words came out. 
Autumn winced. Is he alright? She asked Spring. Spring gave an uncertain shrug. Gabriel saw winter in Summer's grasp, struggling to pull free, but Summer slapped the overreacting witch across the face and she became unconscious. Summer dragged her up the stairs and came down again empty-handed. She spotted Gabriel Clegg standing numbly in front of the stern room door. Is the boy alright? She asked as well. The others both gave an uncertain shrug. But I think he will be, Autumn said. Soon. He just needs some rest. What about the other children, Gabriel and Riley? What are we going to do about them? Asked Spring. They all exchanged looks. We don't have to worry about them. They both seem like good children, Summer said. She guided Gabriel Clegg over to the big dining table and made him sit down. Autumn offered him some food, but he didn't respond. The night was falling. The sky was darkening fast. The sun was sinking down the horizon, and the moon hung high in the night sky. Gabriel switched to the squatting position. His legs were getting sore, and he wondered if where his sister was. The grass felt prickly under his feet, and the wall felt exceptionally hard and uncomfortable to lean on. But he knew if he wanted to make Winter pay for what she did to him and Riley, he had to wait until the ladies went to bed. He tilted his head and watched the stars twinkling in the sky. A thick piece of dark cloud loomed closer to the moon and swallowed it, but it soon drifted away and the moonlight shone on the grass, making it look silvery. Gabriel once again peeked into the house, and finally the time had come. Summer was washing the remaining dishes. Autumn was somewhere on the second floor, and Spring was busy trying to get Gabriel Clegg out of shock. The lights in the house seemed to have dimmed quite a bit. Summer finished washing the dishes and floated out of the kitchen, wiping her hands on her apron. She removed the apron and hung it on the chair. Still no luck, she asked, sitting down next to Gabriel Clegg. No, Spring said. Maybe we should try again tomorrow. My fairy powers aren't quite enough to awaken this peculiar boy. Winter might be his only hope now. Are you staying for the night? Asked Summer. The night guards might be might come to the ghost area around this time. It is far too dangerous to go out, go out of the house. Spring sighed and nodded. Summer led Gabriel Clegg over to a rocking chair in the living room, and she just and he just sat there, staring at the ceiling. The ghost and the fairy went up the stairs, and the light went out. The living room was dark. Gabriel heard the doors upstairs strings shut and she knew all of them were in bed his first tried the front door and the back but they were both locked then he tried the window and luckily they were unlocked he pushed the window up and pulled himself into the house not making a noise quietly he shut the window again gabriel clegg didn't seem to notice him or anything gabriel clegg crept up the stairs and suddenly stopped in his tracks he waited for the rustling in the room upstairs to stop. Then he continued up the stairs. The second floor was much smaller than he expected. There were four rooms surrounding him and a white carpet in the middle, with four armchairs arranged radially in, on the carpet. A little wooden coffee table was in the middle. Gabriel had no idea which room was Winter's. 
He leaned on the door to his right and listened, pressing his ear against it. There was a slight swishing of the blankets. He moved on to the next room. Aside from the blankets, there was also the sound of footsteps on the floorboards. The next room had a snoring sound. The last one had no noise at all. Next, Gabriel felt the doorknobs. The doorknob, the doorknob of the room on the right was warm. So was the next room's. The other two knobs were cold. The knobs were all made of metal, so Gabriel deduced that the warm, two warm ones must be summer and spring. As for the remaining two, Gabriel had to take a guess. The snoring noise came from the third room, and because Winter had been brought up to the second floor before the other three ladies, Gabriel guessed that she must have been in deep sleep already. He remembered the lecture Riley had given her a few months ago, when they debated about whether people only snore in deep sleep, and Gabriel had lost miserably. Now, no matter what, he will always keep in mind. People don't snore in deep sleep. Now he knew which room he was going for. Winter was in deep sleep, hence the silence, no snoring. Gabriel took a deep breath, his hand gripping on the doorknob tightly, as if he had guessed if he had get guessed wrong. How would he explain this to the ladies? He knew he only had one shot at this. Gabriel slowly turned the knob. He was starting to feel regret for even coming in the first place. Winter was dangerous, and he knew it well. The door swung open. The hinges squeaked softly. Gabriel held his breath. If Winter woke up, it'd be over. But fortunately, the Wicked Witch did not wake up. She was changed into her pajamas. It made her, it made her look a lot less menacing. Her hair was a mess. Her face was snuggled into her pillow. Her blanket wrapped around her leg and didn't cover the slightest bit of her upper body. In her room, there were some creepy pictures and posters of witches and monsters glued onto the wall, and some bits of red liquid that Gabriel assumed was blood. The thought made him shudder. He suddenly became aware that he didn't know what to do. If he wanted to bring Winter to Oswald, then he must somehow hold her in place, and that must involve waking her up. But once she wakes up, Gabriel has no defense at all. He wished Riley was here. Perhaps Riley could make a choice much wiser than his. Then he spotted a color- the colorful glass bottles of liquid, which seemed to be po- potions, and several old books lying on the table. Gabriel took another glance at Winter. Then reluctantly, he floated over to the potions and books. He flipped one open and started to read. Formula 24, creating telekinesis and under it were some black and white pictures and descriptions along with some of Winter's handwritten notes. Gabriel quickly flipped to the contents on the first page, almost ripping the papers and scanned the page with his eyes. Then he found what he was looking for. Formula 13. The steps of hypnotization. Temporary. Check page 28 for permanent potion. A smug smile spread across Gabriel's face, and he ripped the page carefully. Step 1. Mix two spoonfuls of toad spit with one handful of dog hair. Stir in hot water until the contents boil. 
Gabriel frowned, but eventually picked up the bottle that had the label toad spit on it, and he took two spoonfuls of toad spit in the dark purplish pot. Then he grabbed a handful of golden brown dog hair, streaked with gray from the transparent jar, which seemed like way too much, and dumped it into the pot as well. He found a stirring stick that was shaped like a tree branch placed on the side of the table, and he began to stir the toad spit and dog hair together. The mixture made him want to vomit. Step 2. Add 4 drops of bear's blood and stir until the mixture turns green. Gabriel didn't understand how why these combinations would make the result green, but he followed the recipe anyway. The bear's blood wasn't at all like liquid. It was gooey, almost like jelly. Some chunks of blood even stuck to the stirring stick and Gabriel couldn't manage to peel them away. The witches must have done something to the blood, he thought. Normal bear's blood shouldn't look like this. In the bear's blood went. Soon, Gabriel successfully finished the potion for hypnosis without winter waking up. When he was finished, the result was purple and bubbling. It was lighter than the purple the pot's color and the odor of the toad spit was unbearable for the boy. Gabriel read the last sentence of the page and he, his breath caught in his throat. It was no, it was way too dangerous. Step 16. Keep the hypnosis potion in your mouth for at least 40 seconds and spit it into the object's mouth. The longer the potion stays in your mouth, the longer the object will be hypnotized. Caution. Do not swallow. Now he had to keep the disgusting and dangerous potion that he made in his mouth in order to hypnotize Winter. Gabriel didn't have the courage to do it. Winter blubbered something in her sleep, and Gabriel almost had a heart attack. He knew he had to do it fast. Reluctantly, the boy picked up a little shiny spoon next to the pot and dipped it into the potion. It felt slimy and stiff. But after he struggled to pull the spoon out, the liquid became soft as a feather. Gabriel wondered if it would be hard to keep it in his mouth without swallowing it for that long. His mouth opened and shut, opened and shut. His hand holding the spoon and the spoon wobbled and the spoonful of liquid almost spilled. If he swallowed his potion, who knows what would happen to him, especially when he was stuck in a witch's room. Winter started snoring. Gabriel began to panic. He feared that the witch was waking up. He held his breath, pinched his nose with one hand, and held the spoon in the other. He brought the spoon to his mouth and shut his eyes tight. The potion tasted nauseating. Gabriel's face turned green and his face grew hot. He felt like his stomach was turning, like somebody had jammed a stirring stick down his throat and was stirring up his organs and mashing them into tiny pieces. The pain was unbearable, but it hadn't been 40 seconds yet. Gabriel tried to ignore the pain and the burning of his tongue, the flames in his throat, and focus on keeping track of time instead. 20 seconds to go. Winter's snores grew louder and louder. Gabriel breathed through his nose and his heart was racing. He dropped the spoon in the pot and it clanked softly. Winter didn't move. Ten seconds. Gabriel kept his mouth shut and opened his eyes, fixing his gaze on the sleeping witch. It took every ounce of strength he had left to float over to the bed. Five, four, three, two, 
Gable had to make this quick before Winter woke up and ripped him into shreds. He moved his finger in between Winter's lips and pushed her mouth open, and the witch's eye snapped wide open almost immediately, and she grabbed Gabriel by his by the throat. One, the boy spat the potion in his mouth into Winter's and coughed. He just kept coughing and choking until every bit of the liquid was out of his mouth. Winter's grasp didn't loosen. It was like she was fighting the hypnosis potion. Her face twitched and her lips quivered, but soon she stopped and didn't move. Winter became still. Gabriel reached his hands to its throat and tried to pry the witch's fingers open, but she wouldn't release him. Did the potion work? The boy couldn't breathe. He hit Winter's arm weakly, but it was no use. He thrashed his legs around, but Winter, still wrapped in her blankets, wouldn't budge. Released. Gabriel choked out the words in a hoarse whisper. He grabbed the witch's arm. Release me. Soon, slowly, Winter let go of Gabriel and he fell to the floor. The potion worked. Gabriel was still coughing. He couldn't stop. He knew he didn't know how much time he had until Winter regained consciousness again. Until then, all he had to do he had to worry about was to report Winter to Oswald's castle as fast as possible. He considered giving Winter another dose of the hypnosis potion, but he couldn't bear the pain that the consequences brought. Now, I need you to get us to Oswald's castle as quickly as possible, he ordered the witch. Don't hurt anybody. Winter nodded her head slowly. After taking the potion, her actions seemed to become a hundred times slower. Gabriel worried that they wouldn't make it in time when Winter was moving so slowly, but surprisingly, Winter moved quickly this time. She startled Gabriel by taking his hand, and before he knew it, Winter snapped her fingers and they disappeared in a puff of smoke. The feeling of Winter's transportation was simple. Unlike the indescribable few seconds during the ride of the magical Ghostbusters transportation balls, one second Gabriel was in Summer's house, one second he wasn't. They arrived at Oswald's castle in a blink of an eye. Gabriel looked around, startled and a bit confused. The stone castle was very tall, standing firmly before them. The moonlight shone on the grass, just like back at Summer's garden. The grass gleamed in a light silvery glow. Winter, still holding Gabriel by the hand, started walking steadily but slowly across the front gate into the big gate. The night guards suddenly snapped awake and pointed their weapons at the wanted witch. Stay where you are, one of them yelled. His shrieks cut through the silence of the night like a knife. The crickets in the garden all stopped chirping for a second and continued on. Another guard took out something attached to his waist and pulled it to his mouth. This is Agent 236. We have Winter Area 12 at the front gate, he said, speaking into it. Gabriel couldn't see what he was holding in his hands in the darkness. Over. A voice came out from the thing he was holding. Gabriel couldn't make out the words. Requesting immediate backup, the guard said. Over. Suddenly, Gabriel heard a thud and five other men came jumping down from the sky. He was once again startled and he let go of Winter's hand. The five men, all blurry figures to Gabriel, hurried over to Winter. They pinned her 
hands behind her back and tied something around her wrists. Gabriel just stood there next to them while they worked on it. He didn't know what to do. Winter didn't struggle. She didn't even move. Gabriel realized that now that she was hypnotized, she, was o- she would only do things that he ordered her to do. He could see under the moonlight that her expression was still in that awkward position. Not even her expression had changed ever since she swallowed that potion. The five men seemed to be surprised that this wicked witch was obeying them and accepting the fact that she was going to prison. Into the castle they went. Gabriel watched them leave. One of the remaining soldiers came up to him and stared straight into his eyes. Gabriel nervously looked around, avoiding eye contact. It was very awkward for him, but the other soldiers didn't seem to think it was a bit awkward. What is your name? The soldier asked. Gabriel Price, the boy said. He could smell the soldier's breath. He was literally breathing on his face. And you single-handedly took took down that vicious witch? Gabriel nodded. The guard shrugged his chin. I shall bring you to Oswald. This bravery ought to be seen by the king. Also, you will receive the promised cash reward in the castle. Gabriel thanked the man, and the the man led him into the castle. Gabriel couldn't stop staring at the paintings on the walls. He had never seen any kind of art like this. He thought they were abstract paintings, but they were too abstract, and he couldn't tell what they were. They were just blobs of colors. The stairs led up to a grand chamber, and in the chamber was Oswald. The king's attire was just like Gabriel imagined, very royal and fancy. The crown on top of his shaggy hair was golden and shiny. Hello there, young man, Oswald greeted, sounding tired. After all, it was late at night, but he still straightened up and shook away his drowsiness. What brings you here? Crime, or is it heroic actions? This boy took down Winter Area 12, all by himself. The soldier who stood beside Gabriel announced he seemed to be proud of Gabriel, even though he knew nothing about him. Oswald looked shocked to see a little boy standing before him, claiming that he had defeated a menacing witch. Is it so? He gasped. Well then, I think you deserve this. He clapped his hands twice and a woman came rushing in. In her hand was a full linen sack tied up with a string. Oswald held the sack in his hands and loosened the string, revealing a mountain of gold. Gabriel gaped at the gold in the sack. That was his $100,000. The gold seemed to light up the room. Thank you, he said. Oswald chuckled. No, we owe you a thank you. Trespassers are evil, you know. The king waved his hand, summoning him. Gabriel floated to Oswald, and he wrapped his hand around Gabriel's. You are welcome to stay at my castle for as long as you want. Someday, we might even need some help from you. Gabriel smiled at Oswald. Suddenly, the door opened and two guards came in, carrying a young girl. Gabriel's smile disappeared. Riley? He gasped. Oswald didn't hear him. Your Majesty, this trespasser claimed to see his brother in the castle and demanded to see him, one of the guards said. Oswald groaned and leaned forward and hit his throne. Price, your so-called brother isn't here. I doubt you even have a brother. Riley wriggled and thrashed her arms and legs around. I do have a brother. His name is Gabriel and he is right there in front of you. Oswald turned to Gabriel. 
Do you know this girl? Yes, she's my sister Riley. Well, how do you explain this? Gabriel gulped and looked at Riley. She nodded reassuringly at him, and Gabriel knew she trusted him. My sister and I were trying to catch Winter after we saw the poster, but we somehow got separated. I lied. Riley went looking for him in another area. She's not the trespassing criminal like you think, Oswald glared at Riley. Is that true? Riley nodded her head. Then I suppose all charges against you are clear. Riley, you're also welcome to stay in my castle. The two guards let the poor girl down and she rushed to her brother and hugged him. Thank you, she whispered in his ear. Oswald waved his hand. Show these children to their rooms, please, said the guard. He said to a guard, dismissed. The guard nodded and let the twins out of the chamber into a hallway. There were several doors on the side of the hallway, and they stopped at the, the door that had a line of little golden letters carved into it, saying, Gabriel and Riley Price. You two don't mind sharing a room, do you? The guard asked as he opened the door and held it open. Riley shook her head. Not at all. Gabriel walked into the room and looked around. It was very fancy, and two king-sized beds were on each side of the room. There was a yellow carpet on the floor and a dressing table with a mirror. The view outside was astonishing, looking at the north side of the whole country. The colorful areas were like blotches of paint coloring the canvas of the countryside. The stars in the sky twinkled, embellishing the sight. Riley flapped down onto the bed on the left and side and as the guard gently shut the door behind him. This place is like a five-star hotel, she said, looking up at the ceiling. She turned her gaze toward her brother. I can't believe you actually captured Winter all by yourself. Sorry I wasn't there to help. No need to apologize, Gabriel said, still staring out the window. Now I'm worried. Oswald thinks we're heroes, but if we tell them that we aren't from his country, it'll all be ruined. He'll lock us up and we'll never be able to go home. There was silence. We'll figure something out, Riley replied. She jumped down from her bed and grabbed Gabriel's arm. You want to go check this castle out? Gabriel smiled. Hell yeah. The twins floated out of their room and down the hall. They went down flights and flights of stairs until they reached the basement. They heard some shouts, screams even. The voices came from the room right next to them. I wonder what's in there, Gabriel said, peeking through the gap under the door. Darkness. Let's go check it out, Riley said. I'm sure Oswald would approve. Gabriel chuckled. For the first time, it was Riley who was suggesting that they take risks by exploring. He pushed on the door. It didn't budge. The door was made of stone, and it was extremely heavy. Riley helped push on it, and it finally creeped open, scraping against the ground. The thunderous shouts startled Gabriel as he covered his ears, and as soon as he adjusted, he gasped. The room was full of different creatures. Not just creatures, they were criminals. This is the prison, Riley said, staring at the beasts roaring behind the cages. This is where Oswald was about to take me. We can't stay here, Gabriel said, grabbing his sister's arm and starting out the door. But Riley pulled free. She floated closer to a cage. Come on, Riley. They could be dangerous. Riley squinted. 
she gasped. Meg? 